All right, guys, we're gonna try one more and we'll see what happens. I got Ali uh, trying to log in on his phone through this specific app and we'll see if it works. And if it doesn't, then we'll wait till next week. So uh, I hope everybody's holiday was good. Uh, you got fattened up for the kill maybe. And now you have, you know, 10, 10, five pounds or so to actually uh, work off until you feed yourself into a coma again over the next few weeks at the end of the month, right? In December. Um, while we're waiting to see if Allie comes on, um, let's see. I don't know about you guys. Um, we're closed at the studio the last two weeks, uh, or actually the last week of December and then the, the first week of, of um, uh, January. So we our actual last day is the 20th. Uh, we'll be done by probably by 9 p.m. Uh, that night. And then we do not get back on until, what is it? Uh, January, what, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. So Monday the 6th is when we get back on uh, in, in our studio. Um, I don't know how long you guys close or you guys close over the holiday. I know that uh, Allie does not close as long as, as I do. Um, but uh, yeah, so we take two weeks off, which is nice. We do happen to have a birthday party that's happening on the 28th. They really wanted to do it on that day. Hey, Allie, I see you. Let me throw you on here and see what happens. You got hey. me? Yeah, I kicked me off for some reason, but, but then I put myself back on. Okay. Wow. And now we're it's kind of funny. Now we're swapped. It's, we're on different sides. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's weird. Well, I mean, that but, doesn't uh, matter, but we're, we are so, on. Okay. So only 24 minutes late. And now let's see if anyone pops in. Can you see it on Facebook? Are you watching it as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now it only shows one person, but. Yeah. Cause everyone's probably fed up. Cause I said, okay, we're going to give up. And then we didn't give up. So I guess I'll promote the video after we're all done, but yeah. So, or we don't have to talk about this topic. We can just talk about stuff for the next, you know, few minutes. Uh, we, gotta... we, we could talk about it because at the same time people watch it after the fact, and I'll let everyone know that we're on here. So um, okay. yeah, we don't have to spend a ton of time, but it's kind of funny because it almost like it almost goes into what, we deal with what our topic was, you know, telling ourselves all these lies, you know, or lying to ourselves. And, you know, what, what, a, what's a big thing in uh, running a martial art business and, and how it, um, you know, how we tell ourselves things to make ourselves feel well and, and, you know, or be okay with it and, and so on. And this is like, Hey, I got a computer that works. That's my big lie. And <laughs> every, every time I have a chance to use it, it screws me over. So uh, any, I'm here with you now, so I guess that that's uh, better than nothing. Right. So, so what what do you think? Like, you know, we talk about this topic. Like, what do you think some of the biggest – being a coach, being a martial artist for so many years, what do you think are some of the issues that most school owners go through that they don't admit to and that give them problems and they ignore it on a regular basis? Um, uh, two things, real quickly. Um Activity doesn't equal accomplishment. So uh, working on, uh, uh, you know, just working doesn't mean that that we're actually moving the needle forward. Uh, and being, being in, in the same line or in the same vein, uh, being productive in uh, in doing the wrong things. So uh, not prioritizing what's the most important thing for you to work on that day, that month, that year, whatever it is. Uh, I would say that those are the biggest pitfalls, the biggest lies, because we go, man, I'm so tired. 
uh, I, I, I worked really hard today, but, but the needle didn't move. Um, right. And I think that's one of the biggest lies we end up telling ourselves is that, you know, we're, we're doing all this hard work, but if we're not working on the correct things, then, and I'll, and I'll give you a specific, my very first, um, and if I, if I, uh, uh, slur a little bit, it's because I had some dental work done this morning at a cavity that was, um, had already been filled before. And they had to go in and do something else to it today. And oh, that's, so, it sounds like Nicole, Nicole's been going through the same thing where she had a, a root canal done years ago. And it, it now it's it, years later is infected and she had to have it drilled. And now they're going to go in through the side of the gum and all that other stuff. So I feel for you. So, uh, so my, my, my very first book that I took time to write and the mm-hmm. reason I wanted to write it was because, you know, I wanted to be seen in our area as more than just a kick and punch guy. I mean, really, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and spending time doing that, I don't know in the end if it was worth it, as, as bad as that sounds. Right. And, and was it more ego driven? And I just lied to myself to, to, to say, OK, well, this is going to help me marketing wise. I don't, it's not brought a person in, right? right? I mean, maybe their perception of me is a little bit different or whatever, but I don't know if that was best use to my time. I could have spent time with my family or I could have, you know what I'm saying? So the, I think those are some of the lies that we end up telling ourselves just to, for ego reasons um, uh, or whatever it is, but, but uh, being productive in the wrong things and- yeah believing that activity equals accomplishment. You know what though? Um, that, you know, those are some major gems right there. I mean, like, I, you know, I wrote that down, you know, because I, I, I work, I'm working with a client of mine right now. And sometimes I do what is called journaling, right? We've spoken about this in over years. Um, by the way, my computer just is booted up now. <laughs> Let's see if my camera works. But anyway, um, so we journal, right? We take a, a week at a time and we journal from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to bed at night. Now, my, my, my thing for this, my goal for this is to get the clients to realize, one, how much time we have in a day and two, if, if you're wasting time, right? But what we, after we're all done with getting two weeks of journaling done, we then highlight it into categories. So, um, you know, marketing, for example, or personal time or spiritual time or, you know, growth of the business. And we give them colors and then we go through the days and we try to single out what we believe are those things that you said, you know, you know, that move the needle ahead, that move our, you know, our business growth ahead. And quite often we're too busy being in what we call the rat race and the thick of things or being in that hamster wheel on accomplishing tasks that do not bring our business forward. Yes, it's it's if the business is going to stay the same and it's going to run with quality and it's going to be great. Yes, those things are being done. However, sometimes they're just not um things that will grow your business. So like if you're looking at your enrollment and you're going I've been stuck for so long, well then the only thing you could do is increase retention and get more students in the door. Those are the only two things. Period. There's nothing else that you can do. So you got a price, but yeah. Well, yeah, but money-wise, but uh, yeah, that's one thing. But I mean in growth as far as um student base, right? But you're right though we could raise money our tuition, but but why is it though that we don't focus on those tasks on a day-to-day basis? Why are we so caught up in the thick of things? 
And that has a lot to do with, you know, um, what you had said, you know, it's, it's just they don't know any better or they're not sure. They don't have a mentor pushing them forward, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I, I know that uh, um, Brett had said something about retention and I don't know if he like he posted in here on the, uh, the live chat retention i don't know if he means that he he lies to himself or school owners lie to themselves about retention yeah um but i i would i would see that i would think that we we go oh yeah i'm not losing as many students as i as i really think i am you know what i mean and i think that's one of the biggest lies too is not actually keeping the statistics and knowing the numbers because um it is easy to lie to ourselves and say oh yeah we're doing a good job uh even down to the fact that i know and I think this is on a few other calls that we've done before, but you know, you worked with individuals where you said, all right, let's take a look at not only your retention, but each belt ranking, let's keep a, a, a tab on the retention at those levels. Yes. So then we find out at green belt, we actually on average lose, you know, um, twice as many students at green belt than we do any other level. And right then we got to look at Greenbelt and see what's happening. Is it the amount of time that they've been in it? Is it the teacher that's teaching? Is it, are the techniques? But yeah. Yeah. And we can lie to ourselves and just say, Oh, you know, well, it's, it's, uh, um, it's X, Y, Z, or it's ABC, or it's not really happening. But until you look at those numbers and investigate, and I, I actually think another lie is, you know, with regards to what you brought about with, with the journaling, and we say to ourselves, well, I don't have time to do that. Right. That's a lie. You, you cannot afford not to do that and be introspective on yourself and your business because that's, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where reality uh, crushes your imagination or you, these lies that you're telling yourself. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, um, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And that the scary part is that many of the people don't, they don't want to admit it. So I'm going to give you the really strange example. So it's like, um, a, a husband and a wife, doesn't matter which one, um, are getting weird vibes about the other, re- the other person. And they're like, they, they feel like, oh, maybe something's happening. The, the text messages are going off at the wrong time of the night and somebody's cheating on somebody. Right. And they don't, they are able to, within their mind, block it out and ignore it. So the facts, the, the pure reality that's in their face is being ignored um, because they just don't want to even think about the worst. Now, that goes on within our business as well. Like you said, retention. So do we want to take the time to dig deep? You know, do we want to take the time to really analyze who we are and what we're doing, you know, and see um, the truth? Like, where are people quitting? Like, right now, I'm working with one of my clients, and he has so many different ranking systems within his school. We're trying to put together all the scenarios. If they're in, um, he has two different jujitsu systems. He has a sword system. He has kempo system. So we have to not only analyze the overall group of where people are quitting and stopping, but we have to analyze the uh, individual sections as well and see, like, how many kids are quitting quitting in the Kempo group? How many kids are quitting in the Aikido group? How many kids are quitting in the sword group? And we have to look at all these different things to get a pure diagnostic uh, um, over overview of what's going on. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And that takes work. Um, but once you set up the systems, um, there's little, little to no work after that. It's yeah. just looking at the numbers at that time. It's just, you know, it's hard to set those things up in the beginning. Um, especially if you're not detail oriented, I, 
I am a, I, I, I'd like to say a big picture person. I am a, 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 I like to imagine things and I like to start things. I don't like to finish things because right. I, I hate the details. I hate the mundane things. Yeah. Um, and that's really, really tough for me. Uh, and, and I, that was one of the lies I always told myself is that I was, uh, uh, that I was lazy or yeah. that I, you know, couldn't focus or it was, it's really, I, I thrive on the excitement. And when the excitement's over, that's usually the mundane things. And I don't want to do them. Uh, yeah. And maybe I guess you could call that lazy or, or not focused, but I just know who I am now. And yeah. I know that sometimes I, I'm, I have to be the one that does it, but there's other times that I can delegate some of those things and I don't have to do them. Where yeah. as before I thought I was the one that had to do them and it didn't matter because they were, they weren't getting done anyways. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and another, and another lie that we tell ourselves too, is simply that, you know, that you and I, we might say, Hey, we work all day long, day and night. We have, we don't have any time to uh, have any, you know, free time or, or whatever the case may be. Um, the, the real, oh, I dropped you. The real, the real simple fact of the matter is this, is that sometimes we're just not learning. And I have this, um, with people I deal with in business all the time, where sometimes the simple fact of the matter is that, um, listen, you may not be spending your time wisely. You don't know how to do what I call, um, you know, uh, uh, time management or uh, am I not, you're not hearing me. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds farther away right now than what that's, it was. That's weird. Okay. How about now? It's the same, but that's okay. All right. That's weird. I'm using the solid state uh, wired in headset. Um, but is that, let me see if my wires crimped. That might do it. Does this sound better? Yep. Oh, that's weird. I had it like in a, in a holder. Uh, this is a pain in the neck. Let me just hold it. <laughs> so, so listen, so yeah. So we, so for example, even with the journaling, knowing exactly what we're doing. And then, and, and my client and I are doing this now. I'm like, you know, you don't have to do it all yourself, right? You have to understand that um, if you're not marketing, but you have a, a team and your thing is not to sit down and do this menial marketing tasks and going on Facebook and blah, 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 assign it to someone else. Like, but you can't ignore it and not do it. Right. So that's the big problem is that people will ignore things that they're, they're not comfortable with. They'll ignore things that they don't want to do. I have it with my students in the psychology of the student where um, I just had someone register for a season pass for the tournament circuit. And they, they signed up for all the divisions except sparring. And I want my students to spar. Even if they're not comfortable doing it, I want them to do it. But yet the parents will allow them to do what they want to do. So how am I supposed to push them out of their comfort zone if they are made a decision and they're not going to listen to me? And the same thing goes for my clients. When I ask them to do more of whatever and they just don't do it because it's not in their wheelhouse, they don't feel comfortable with it, and they lie to themselves saying, I'll just focus on the other stuff. Like, I'll just do what, what I do well. And then in the long run, when you look back on your history of your, uh, of your you know, school uh, over the last year or so, you see that you've been stagnant and that's a big issue, right? And so that's why I believe everyone should have some sort of mentoring, somebody that could help push them along, even if it's a peer group or a bunch of friends that you all work on your, um, you know, your tasks together and you hold each other accountable. They do it all the time in diet groups, right? Where everyone says, I'm going to lose this amount of weight. And then they all stay on top of each other. They work out together. They discuss their diets together. The same thing should go 
for a business group. You and I do that to each other. We, we go, hey, how's our thing working for whatever, Facebook marketing? We just talked about this morning or how are we doing with whatever else? How can we improve? Um, but uh, people need that. And I think that they don't realize that. Yeah, or they don't believe they have the time to do it. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and I think with the amount of information that's in the Martial Arts Success Journal or any of those publications that are out nowadays, there's so much information out there that we we spend time consuming and not time uh, actually uh, implementing. Wouldn't you say that's another lie? Oh, my God. It's beyond what I hear people like. And uh, I really wish I could call someone out on this, uh, but... I hear people always saying, I'm so busy. You have no idea what I'm doing. You know, have no idea how long uh, I work all day long. You have no idea this and that. And I'm going like, I, I get it. Like everyone feels overwhelmed with whatever tolerance level they're at, right? Like, so for example, um, there's an old saying, I guess, with management of employees, right? They say, give them a task, let them learn the task and push them to that level and then get them comfortable with the task so that they can accomplish it quicker and give them more to do. Eventually, they're going to do way more than they ever thought imaginable, right, that they're doing. And they're not going to feel overwhelmed because their tolerance level has grown and their ability to perform tasks has grown. Right. So it's almost like you learn kata and you learn a, a series of movements in the beginning stages, overwhelming. And then eventually you learn and you go like, oh, my God, that really now that I look back on that, that's so easy. Right. Right. So um, th this is the problem where we, we, we lie to ourselves thinking like, oh, my God, and we make excuses to justify like, and people do this all the time. This is why I'd say what 95% of our society is working paycheck to paycheck. They're broke. They've never really accomplished what they wanted to accomplish because they tell themselves things to feel better. They, and then they reach out, Hey, I'm going to call Maria, my friend Maria. And, and I'm going to tell her about my situation. And Maria is just like, verifies, like, I get it. I understand you're overwhelmed. You better take it easy, right? You want to take it easy? You deserve it. You should take it easy, you know? And right. they, they feel better because they have someone verifying it for them. And yeah, or, you're, or the lie that you're working too hard. Right, right. Like um, my friend just posted, uh, I don't forget where, one of my uh, friend posted that in Google, they have a t-shirt that says 80 hours. I think it's Google or whatever. And, and they gave out thousands of T-shirts to their or hundreds of T-shirts to their coders, their, the programmers. And it says 80 hours because they work a minimum of 80 hours of work coding and staying on top of things and growing their growing Google. Right. So I know I don't know, know, know about you, Dwayne, but I know I work a lot, a lot of hours. I mean. What do you think you work at a week? How many hours? And I mean, from home, then you go in and then at night when you're thinking about it, how many hours a week do you think you actually work? Mm. I would say 60. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I would say 60. And I'd say that's conservative. Right. I think that if you journaled, you're probably at around 60, 70, 80 hours. Right. However, most average people, they work a hard week of 40 hours a week, hard work. And then they, it takes them the whole weekend to recover. Um, and then they're back at it, complaining about it today. I have a, a relative that she's young, she's 16, and she's moaning and groaning that her boss keeps asking her to work and giving her hours, and she works like 12 hours a week. Why does she keep, he keep asking me work? You know, why do they, you know, and geez, you should be happy that you're working, thankful that you're making money at such a young age, you know, not, not be negative about it. So that's another big myth that they're really working and they're not doing their job, um, 
too well or they're not managing their time at all too well and they're not really focused on those tasks like you said before they're too busy being busy and they're not focusing on the tasks that bring them forward push the needle and grow them yeah and i i think that um part of the problem is you know we we become black belts or whatever. And then we got an itch to teach and have a studio and, and, and all that. And the majority of us did not have any type of business background prior to, right? Right. And so there is a learning curve that has to happen, but at some point you kind of have to, I hate to use the word grow up, but you have to realize that, you know, you, you, you keep stubbing your toe over and over again. Why? Not just, hey, can I withstand the pain yeah. <laughs> better this time? It's like, what am I doing that that allows me to keep stubbing my toe and then, you know, fix that step or series of steps so that it doesn't happen again? Yeah. Um, but to know what to focus on in your business without any type of, um, you know, business knowledge or any of this knowledge prior to you are going to stub your toe over and over again. Yeah. And I guess if I had to give some sort of advice, I would say that, you know, the, the thing that you want to focus on in, in, in the day is what am I going to do today to bring in more students? And the second thing yeah. I'm going to do is what am I going to do today to keep more students? Right. Those are the only two things that really matter in yeah. our business. Everything else, um, is just busy work, if that makes yeah, sense. It, it totally makes sense. And, and you know, it's so funny. You and I always say, if that makes sense. And it, and, and, and we go to each other like, and I'll talk and I'll go, if that makes sense. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. You know? and, I'll, and then you'll say it back to me. But um, it really honestly does make sense. And I think that it's funny for people that um, it depends on work ethics, right? Dwayne, I think that, you know, people complain about things. Like, and I'll say like, I don't know what you're complaining about. That's like easy for me. Like I, I, I've already put in, sometimes I wake up at 5 a.m. I'm, I'm working till like, till like three. I take a half an hour nap and I shoot to my school and work another four hours. I'm like, I've been up and I've worked, I work more than some people work in two or three days in one day. You know, so when they complain and whine that their business is not doing well or, or they have no money or they can't afford X, Y, and Z or they have the audacity to go, you're lucky, man. Like, I'm not lucky, dude. I, I work for everything I have. I've been working since I'm 15 years old and been self-employed and I've kicked my own butt always because if I don't make money, th there's no money. I don't have a, I don't have a paycheck coming in, you know, unless I'm making it. Like I, if I want to make more, I have to come up with an idea. I have to sell it. I have to promote it. So, um, I don't really feel bad for people that, that whine incessantly. So that's just another thing is complaining about what you have is another big mistake, right? Make sure that you, you change it. You know, what's it? You ever had those people, they go, oh my, uh, you know, my finger hurts when I do this. And they say, just don't do that. Right. right. Yeah. So. So anyway, well, I remember I when I bought my partners out and um, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I, I remember Joe Gallia from PPS because I would call him. Yeah. Right? You know, this was way before member solutions, but yeah. I would call him and I would say I'd talk about some things and then he would help. Um, but I decided that, you know, especially after talking to him, that anytime somebody asks me and it was partly because I was really into Zig Ziglar at the time, too. 
Yeah. If anybody would ask me, you know, hey, how's business? I would say business is booming. Right, right. It wouldn't matter what was going on. I would say right. business is booming. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, what happened? Yeah. Right. Uh, business started to boom. Even, 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 you know, it went up and then it would dip down and go up again and then yeah. dip down a little bit more. But gradually we kept building and building and right. building and building. Right. And I think that there's something to be said about, you know, I, I just call it telling the truth in advance. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's true. And, and you know, there, there is also about, you know, this, and what I feel sad for our society and the young kids that are coming up now is that they're around such negativity that it becomes a trend to be negative, right? Rather than going, oh my God, what a beautiful day it is. They go, oh, I'm looking out the window and it's so cold outside. Like I read the news and it's cold outside or someone said there's a storm coming. I mean, we live in this fearful negatives type mindset lately where almost it's trendy to be on the negative side rather than the positive side, right? So so people are not looking at their business. They're always constantly looking at how many students they lost or how many people didn't sign up. But But what about the students that are there? that are paying their bills, that are training really hard. Like I used to do this. I don't know if you've ever fell into this trap where I'd yell at my students that were in the classroom and tell them they need to talk to the ones that don't show up. And I'd be pissed off and I'd give them a hard workout. Until one adult said, you know, Shiana, I'm here. Or Sensei at the time, you know, Sensei, I'm here. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, well, I'm here. Why are you yelling at me? It's the other people that aren't here. I I came and I like, uh, I had an epiphany. A light went off in my head and I'm like, you know what? Why am I complaining to them? They're not the issue, right? And and I had to change that mindset. So I was always thinking about the negative and and banging other people that were positive over the head with my negatives. So we have to be really, really careful that we don't allow that to happen. So that's another thing where we, we, you know, we don't really pay attention to. So, So really real quick, retention is the key. So if that's super important, this is a question that everyone has to ask themselves. What are they doing now? Right now at this moment today, what are you going to do to make your students happier, to help them be better, to communicate more so that they feel like an integral part of what you do? Like sometimes it's just nothing more than writing a post say, and I, I honestly feel this way, like. I'm so thankful and honored that they're my students and I love teaching them and they give me the opportunity to live this lifestyle where you and I are in our home offices talking to each other. Yeah. I couldn't do that if I was in a cubicle working for XYZ corporation and my boss would be like, what are you doing? This is not, you can't do that. You better, you better. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, we do what we want, Dwayne. You and I live a life that like, it's literally a vacation where if we don't want to go in, we just make the necessary phone calls to get coverage from our amazing team or even students that would help us. And we don't go in like tonight. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm scheduled and I schedule my people around me. Right. So, you know, it really is lucky. So we forget that. So what are we doing today to, to, to retain students, to talk to those students, to talk to those parents, to, to motivate them to stay longer, to excite them, to be better people. That's a question of retention. We think retention only has to do with all the bells and whistles, giving them awards, giving them, you know, fun classes. But what is it that we need to do? And retention is a big key. Well, yeah. And I was going to say, what what are we doing to um, connect? Right, right. Exactly. Right. Yep. I was trying to find something here, but. uh, Yeah, so. uh, I, I was going to look it up the exact saying that or thing that I wrote down quote. But, um, quote or whatever. Yeah. Um, but 
one is making sure, you know, what are you doing to connect with your students? Obviously, yeah. um, you know, part of retention is connection. So mm -hmm. we, we, do you know, your, do you know their names? Right. Do you know their parents' names? Mm -hmm. And I mean, know their names first. Right, right. Do you know where they go to school or what grade they're in approximately? Yeah. Do you, if they have a dog and you've talked about it, do you know the dog's yeah. name? Right. Uh, you know, uh, if they have a sick relative that they told you, do you, do you right. ask what's going on? Right. Those are all. And, and, and we, we, we stop. We, everybody goes, well, of course we're supposed to do those things, those things, yeah. but, I don't, but are we, are we doing them well? Right. Um, the other piece, you know, the nice thing about the martial arts is what we, we've got a belt ranking system that helps keep mo people motivated, yada, yada, yada. That's yeah. one retention tool. Yeah. But are there other ones like patches that they could put on their uniform that they yeah. earn because they had excellent, whatever. Um, uh, are there, you know, like, like we, I send out handwritten birthday cards, right? I send out little birthday brownie treats. Yeah, I've seen them all. You shared them with us. That's quite amazing that you do that. And it's and it's great how you systemized how to do that too. Well, we could we did a whole call on that. I wonder maybe you could look that up to see what call it was, but you had the whole process and right, you showed it all on a video yeah. and everything. I mean, I phenomenal. even on my on my phone with Facebook, uh, I will see someone that got an award at school or like, you know, there was this one girl, uh, her softball team won the championship. So I I just took some of those pictures off and put them in a card and sent her a congratulations card. Right. Yeah. You know where that's sitting now? Where? It's right on her dresser, man. Yeah. Amazing. Right. That's you like know? my good, good buddy, uh, John Oschlager. He's so good. Like students have been in college for four years and he'll send them like a care package of candy and snacks. Like he hasn't even seen them, but he's just so good at that. He's just a great guy in general. That's just his heart. Um, but much better than I could ever be. But I have to tell you, like, for example, I was at my East Isop location yesterday teaching and I had two trials in my West Isop location. So the, the simple fact that you communicate with people changes the entire dynamics of what your relationship is. So like they're in the thing and I took the time out to say, I'm sorry, I can't be there personally as the owner, but you're with my top team. They're amazing. Um, but I just wanted to see how you like the classes and the parents were like, Oh, they loved it. They had such a great time as two kids in a family. We're coming back again tonight. So I'm like, wow. And, and just that me communicating. And sometimes we we're so, we're so busy. What I wrote down being thinking we're busy doing things that are not moving that needle. Um, but we need to communicate where as the owner, like if a staff member did that, um, it really wouldn't be as impactful. But coming from me, it is. Now, by the way, this is a text message. So for all they know, it could be a canned response. And you could have five canned text messages that says something like that. And your team could send it for you if, you, if you're not doing it. But it's always good. Like if you... If a kid did well in class and you just send out this fake text message like, oh, kid, Johnny, Johnny's on. You were on fire today. Like it's too generic. But if I say, hey, the way you looked, you know, and you did that snapping sidekick and you did X, Y and Z in class and we high five, you know, and they know it's personally from me. It makes a world of difference that that's well, what retention is. Right. Well, we do good job cards. Yeah. You know, our our, our uh, instructors are required to write two a night. Yeah. Those are and amazing. You know, we keep a list of how many that have been sent out in that quarter. Uh, we, we do a printout of all the students yeah. um, at the beginning of that quarter. And then once they get one, we scratch it off. So every yeah. quarter, almost every single student gets a good job card. 
Yeah, that's great, though. Hey, can we dig into some other thing really deeply? This is, I think, the biggest problem with business owners in general. I see it on the TV show, The the Prophet with Marcus Lemonis. I see it with, oh my God, there's a great new show out called in Back in the Game. If you haven't got a chance to watch it, it was with uh, uh, um, Jennifer Lopez's fiance. Uh, what is his name? Alex Rodriguez. He's the host of the show. And they go back and they see like, they do a show. They just did a show on Evander Holyfield, who's made $250 million in his life. He's literally living in a tiny little one-bedroom condo right now with no money. Really? Yeah. So he goes back to all these celebrities and he kind of helps them reestablish themselves because he knows how to leverage their celebrity ship into endorsement deals. And maybe they lost their deals. You know, like the swimmer who got arrested um, in Michael Brazil. Pelt. No, no, the one who got you know, he's in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that they held him up for ransom and he's literally like broke now. And um and Mike and A Rod has helped them uh you know, helped him get back and get endorsements and start teaching people and blah blah blah. So anyway, so this is the biggest dilemma. This is what I find to be really crazy, is that people don't know to the penny what it costs them to live in their personal homes and all the expenses that they spend money on, and then what their business cost um, per, per week or month. Right. So they, they're living in this kind of fantasy world where they're making money on one end by running their school, but they don't know why they're always broke because they don't have enough money in their checking account at the end of the month, because they don't realize number one, that they're either being ripped off, right? Maybe an employee is siphoning money. Like a good friend of mine had a program manager that when he finally caught him after five months of kind of staying on top of him, had stole $28,000 from his company. He was, what he was doing was taking um, gear sales and, and putting them through and buying the gear, giving them to the people and taking half the money for himself and putting the rest in the till, claiming that half of it came in in cash. He was taking all the summer camp money and and doing you know a, a portion of it in cash so he could keep it and and he and he, when he got approached he said oh no no I'm still waiting from the client to pay and then he the owner went to the client and said no I paid him in cash twenty five hundred bucks so it, it's amazing so you're either one getting ripped off two you could be getting ripped off by the bank not crediting all your money so if you're not making sure that what your charge accounts did and when you batched and settled that it actually went into your account yeah and the other thing is you may be spending way more money than you think you are because you don't realize like food costs six hundred dollars a week instead of two um you know this bill wasn't accounted for that bill wasn't accounted for so you need to do a complete audit and i would do this every two months um it's the best money ever in time spent because you need to know what your expenses are. So like I just had a friend of mine who said, oh, my God, my dojo's doing crazy. It's not doing that well. And I've been working with him on coaching. And um, he's doing like 24K a month. And I go like, that's a great dojo, like 24K a month. Now, unless you have $22,300 in expenses, um, you should be making a ton of money. Like even if you're and what I say, a ton of money, if you're profiting above all your costs and expenses for your home, your business, and you still have four or five grand left over that you don't know what to do with, like you could juggle whether you could put it in your mattress, you could put it in the savings account, whatever the case may be, dive through it like Scrooge McDuck and swim around in it. Um, that's a good living because if you're netting a profit, that's pure profit that you could put in the bank of 60K a year, holy crow, all you need is about 10 years and you'll be, you'll be a millionaire if you've been saving that. A liquid financial millionaire where you could look at your bank account and show a million dollars. 
right? So if people don't know their expenses and they don't, they don't pay enough attention to that, I've begged and pleaded with clients of mine for years, like to give me those numbers. How many actual students do you have that are paying? How many are delinquent? How much money are you making? How much are you paying? Years before I said, we're never going to get anywhere if you don't know those numbers. And I've, I've fired them as clients because I just couldn't take it anymore. Too much whining. I broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. Like, are you kidding me? So anyway, that's another big thing. What, what do you think about that? No, I, I totally agree that uh, <clears throat> we, we lie about, we lie to ourselves about money all the time. Right. Agreed. So oh, then yeah. why do you think we do that though? Like, why do you think that that's the case psychologically? Like, what do you, what do you think? Is it just because we're afraid to, you know, rea- reality or what? Yeah, what I could it? see that. I could see be afraid of reality. Uh, it would be a, a afraid to change your lifestyle. Although mm-hmm. you're going to have a dramatic change uh, at some point <laughs> if you keep right. lying to yourself about money. Right, right, you know? right. And that could be that could be come retirement time that you that you have a big awakening and you go, oh, crap, I just spent 20 years and blowing all my blowed all my and blew all my money. Yeah, I know. And, and see, that's why I have young clients that I've said, if you stay on track and let's say you make five, five K a month, solid profit that you could put in a bank, that's 60 K a year. Within 10 years, you'll be, you know, you'll have at least with interest in whatever, 750,000, depending on the interest rates. I'm like, so that's a huge nest egg that you could literally retire if you have a home that's paid for and all whatever. But, you know, um, people don't realize it. So we're in, we're caught up in that hamster wheel, continually spending. And then most people well, do even on top of that. Let's say you have 150,000, right? And right. then, you know, your school is doing well enough that you sell it to, the uh you know the uh, one of the the instructors that are working for you and you right. say hey look this is what i did this is how much it's worth uh, you're going to pay me you know 350,000 to buy this off of me and within 10 15 years you're going to be able to do the exact same thing i just did right right exactly it, yeah i mean it's amazing so so how important is it on a scale of one to 10? I'd say an 11 that we yeah. understand, like we understand our, our expenses. And I, I can't tell you how many people, how many businesses, they don't know it. They haven't taken the time to figure it out. They haven't really sat down um, and, and really done this. And they don't audit themselves on a regular basis. Like I've just done a, another one of those audits and I ended up saving myself almost $500 a month by cutting back, getting rid of things I didn't need. I used to need, now I no longer need, right? And, and gotten, I lowered some interest rates on cards and whatever, loans and all these things where I'm like, oh my God, like I, four or $500 a month, that's six grand a year. That's my Corvette payment or, you know, of a new Corvette, which I've been trying to get Nicole to allow me to buy. Um, but she won't, uh, she's like, you just have, you have the Tesla. That's enough. I'm like, no, it's never enough. No, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we gotta, we, we always have to understand that simple math is to, my dad, God rest his soul was the worst businessman ever. He would, he owned a tire repair company where you do patches and, and plugs in tires and all sorts of stuff. So my dad, I'd go, he would buy something cost two, three grand. I go, where'd you get the money? So I had a great month this month. I'm like, Oh, how much money did you make? So I made 3,500 bucks. I said, okay, how much was profit? Was it 3,500 profit? He says, what do you mean? Like he'd actually say, what do you mean? And I go, well, you had to, you have to buy more materials with that $3,500. You can't just spend it. Half of that is materials cost. There's only a you know 40% profit margin, but he would spend it all. And the next month he'd be broke. 
And I go, this is why you're, and he ended up in two bankruptcies, poor guy. God rest his soul. If I wasn't around, he would be homeless because he lived downstairs from me. Um, and uh, he just couldn't put the math together. He thought like whatever he had in his hand, he could spend. It was his. And I go, dad, but half of that is is materials cost. You got to pay back your... When he passed away, sadly, um, he owed his supplier, which happened to be his brother-in-law, like 60, 70K. Because he never paid his bill. And his brother-in-law, why he did it, allowed him to get away with not paying it. I don't know, but he was kind of like helping him. Yeah. Or, or, you know, it was he, he was um, empowering him to do that. But this is what people do all the time. So I would definitely, without a doubt, always audit, 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 audit. Make sure that you're watching what you're spending and what you're doing. And then know exactly how much does it cost to live out of your house and all your bills associated with your personal life. How much does it cost to live out of your business and all the bills associated with it? And then what is that total together? And how much are you making at your school? And if it's, you know, close, we'll grow your business a little. Now you'll be that much more profitable, but never go below. Uh, always try to drive a little higher and, and make sure you have enough money to put away and be smart about it. Uh, this, right. the, but that I find to be a big issue. It is. And, you know, I guess some of that stuff is not, uh, if it's not taught by your parents and you don't see it in action, Yeah. you aren't taught it in school. No. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't even, I mean, your, your primary education, definitely not. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You, you definitely don't like, not even, like how many kids are going to school now? I mean, here's the thing. I had a program manager that worked for me that graduated from her, uh, from college and she had a degree and she came to work for me. I asked her to fill out a big envelope. Like this is not an envelope, but this is a folder. Like I said, please fill out the envelope for me and um, send it out. So I come in and she has the address. She's holding it upright like this. The address is here. The stamp is here. The return address is here. I go, have you never filled out an envelope before to mail? She's like, no, I've never done that before. Yeah, they haven't. I'm like, how does that possible? How- I remember being a kid, no one seeing envelopes. So I knew how it worked. Like, how do you go through an entire life and college and graduate and not know how to fill out an envelope? Dude, I mean, for real, like what is going on with our education system? Well, they had never written a thank you card to anybody ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, really, that's it. Yeah. And I don't I don't understand how people like I've had young 20 year olds go. I'd ask, write a check out to the UPS guy. I've never written a check before. Mm. I go, OK, we've had to FaceTime once. And I said, OK, hold the check in front of me so I could see. It. You see that line that says pay to that's where you write the company name. This is where you write out the money. Like, what do you mean write out the money? Like in words, not numbers. Oh, I've never done that before. I'm like, oh my God, society is doomed. So when uh, we do our good job cards, anytime I have somebody new, I've got to, if they've never done that before, I got to teach them how to do it, just like you're talking about. But then I also have to teach them that, look, use a postcard stamp, not a first class stamp. Oh my goodness. You're right. That's crazy. Right? So- so like, so this is another thing. So again, what are we lying to ourselves? Do we think we're Harvard graduates yet? We don't know. I had a guy work, for, he graduated Harvard and he came to work for me. I fired him within two days. No joke. First day he shows up, his first day on the job, no shoes, shorts, and a tank top, no shoes. And he came from the city on the train. Like you had no shoes on in the train. You're walking around in the city. Yeah, I don't like shoes. I'm like, okay, next t- next time you come in tomorrow, you have to have in business attire. You need to be dressed like a professional. You're my front desk person. Next day they show up. 
tank top shorts and sneakers with no socks. I said, do me a favor. Let's jump in the truck. I want to take you somewhere. Got him in my truck. I drove him to the train station. I said, this is just not going to work. Thanks for everything. Um, good luck. And I fired him on the spot. Quickest hire fire that I ever did. Normally, I would have tried to teach him and try to help him and motivate him. But I'm like, this dude is a Harvard graduate. I was proud. Me, karate guy, not, not, you know, not really a college educated person. I've done courses in my life, but I'd never had a degree. I hired a Harvard guy to work for me. Well, it didn't make me feel any better when I realized he was so dumb. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so book smarts, all of this stuff, you know, and so on. I mean, that's a big thing. And here's the last thing I want to bring up. And I think we're running close on time. Um, you know, what I also find interesting is the lack of integrity in the martial arts. Like if you claim to build black belts and black belt to you represents a successful person, a well-spoken person, a spiritual person, that's fine. If your martial arts, a self-defense system, um, then you have to teach those things. You can't, can't claim to be a black belt school and, and then not teach people real true martial arts or how to do self-defense if that's your thing or how to spar if you're a tournament school. You have to be true to the integrity in which you teach, right? And, and show the results. So your results have to be proven. And I think there are a lot of schools out there. Like I asked this question on Century Martial Arts Forum, um, are you a traditional martial arts school? And everyone said yes, literally almost everyone, except for the MMA players. And I said, well, what is traditional martial arts? And they said, well, we bow, we say yes, sir. We say no, sir. We say yes, ma'am. I said, but that's not really the traditions of, of your art form, is it? And they're like, well, it is with us. And that's their tradition, which I get. But is it a traditional martial arts? So who are you? You need to always ask, you know, and, and be have good integrity and, and, you know, be truthful with yourself. Like, what is your specialty? Who are you? What do you do? What do you stand for? Et cetera, et cetera. Right. All good, man. I'm glad we finally got on. I, and, and I got it. The minute I hang up, I'm going to go on Facebook and see if my live video is working. And if it is, I'm just going to throw a rock right at my computer. No, just kidding. No, no, don't do that. All right, All right man. Well, thanks well, thank for getting you. on and, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right. You have a great day, everyone. Take care. See you soon, Dwayne. Bye. Bye.